We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, guys, let's do this thing. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I do want to say thank you to some of our sponsors who help keep the show on the air. Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. PTs are, are, are sometimes usually surprised. They hear about these organizations that are, are a PT network. Well, Physical was created by PTs, especially for PTs, in private practice. On average, a private practice who joins the Physical Network grows more than 40%. And when you align with Physical, you continue to retain 100% equity in your business and 100% autonomy in running your practice. Just want to be clear and upfront. So if you're a private practice owner or you'd like to become one and you're not 100% sure how, just talk to someone at Physical, all right? Try them online at physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. That's physical therapy and balance centers. Also want to thank our friends from CBDRX for you, your CBD store. Just did an interview with Tony Ferrari, the head physician in charge, the head CBD guy in charge, as I like to say to uh, Dr. Ferrari. CBDRX for you.com. Get the ABCs of CBD. It's being sold over the counter. CBDRX for you has more than 500 locations across the country. But they want to make sure healthcare providers are educated in what CBD is going to do to individuals who are taking it on their own accord. Do you know? Do you 100% know exactly what it's going to do? Unless you're 100% in the know, uh, find out now online at cbdrx4u.com. Uh, I love when we get to have returning guests back to the program. We've got one of those tonight. And I love when we make new friends. We got one of those tonight. We're talking about a, a topic that comes up on PT Twitter a lot. It came up on the show before when we had uh, we had Edwin on the show before, which is, hey, could you use your, your physical therapy knowledge? Could you use your physical therapy powers for good or evil in terms of your own fantasy league? Because we know that's competitive. But how can you adopt that? And I just think it's a good microchasm in talking about using PT knowledge. It's a, It's a it's a clear path in fantasy sports, but what else could we even do with that? So without further ado, let's get this thing started. All right, welcome to PT Pinecast. We say good physical therapy conversations on tap. Cheers to you. Make sure you subscribe to the ep- uh, to the podcast on uh, iTunes and Actually, a lot of Spotify subscribers in the last month or two. Also on the socials, at PT Pinecast, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and that website, ptpinecast.com. I do want to give a nod also to this great conference that we're helping to promote, the Northeast Physical Therapy Conference, uh, brought to you by the state APTA chapters of Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and small but mighty Rhode Island. Uh, continuing education in five tracks, five tracks going live uh, all across the PT spectrum. All, a bunch of uh, CEU approved courses, get it all in one spot, get it virtual and get access to it for 365 days after. Uh, do that. We've got the link is going to be available in the comments uh, of this episode as well as the show notes. So the 2021 Northeast Physical Therapy Conference, it's virtual. Watch it in your sweatpants. Do whatever you want. And as I say that, Juliet has already got the link in the comments there. So want to give a nod there. All right. So let's get our guests in here tonight and having conversations. Both physical therapists who are looking for the next injury to watch and decipher. Uh, they may be talking about fantasy football, but the discussions, the real discussion is the injuries. Let's uh, bring in Edwin Porras and Mark Aguilar to the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. 
Edwin, uh, welcome back to the show. Mark, uh, welcome for the first time. You guys do something very similar. We'll have Mark go first since this is his first video. Mark, Mark, you're on the show because of your relationship with this this sport or this this hobby, uh, fantasy football. How do you, as a physical therapist, look at fantasy football differently than you know 99% of the population? Uh, I would say with the ordinary person, ordinary fan who is playing fantasy, they're wondering like, okay, this person got hurt. Do I need to make a lineup change? Uh, you know, what does this mean for me? I should probably take them out. And then I'm not sure what to do next. When I see someone get hurt, my brain goes into, oh, uh, this was this injury. Or even if they don't say what it is, oh, that was probably whatever sprain. That was probably ACL. That's probably this. And then I'm already thinking of the amount of time that the person's probably going to be out. Uh, maybe how the team is going to play it. Are they going to do week to week? Are they going to put the player on IR? Then probably thinking about sending the tweet out later. So kind of uh, a little different. And now obviously I have my own fantasy team, so I know what to do. With that. Sure. So you're probably giving out enough information, but you're probably making sure that people in your league, maybe you're not trying to help them out with too much information if a player is involved and then maybe they're playing someone that week. Uh, Edwin, same question. How do you use your physical therapy knowledge for this thing, this, this thing that started not long ago, but now is a complete juggernaut. It's a thing, fantasy football and fantasy sports. How do you use your knowledge uh, along with this, uh, this, this monstrous game? A great question, Jimmy. I typically lie to all my league mates and tell them that everybody's doomed and then I just pick up their players. Smart. That's very smart. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I do the same. Very similar thing to Mark, right? I think the number one thing is keeping up on the news. That's the other thing is a lot of times being an injury analyst does involve some like actual analysis. Like Mark was saying, this was a high ankle sprain. Here's the data that shows the return of sport time. Here's what you could expect in terms of fantasy points projected in their first week back based on this sample of XYZ players. A lot of other times, like I would I would argue venture to say like at least 50% of the time, it's just being the first one to have the news available sure. and the first one to react to it. Yeah. Because there are um, a lot of people who obviously don't do this for not even just a living, who don't do this anywhere near as much as Mark and I do. Mark right. was appalled when I told him how many leagues I was in. Um, and it's pretty appalling. And my wife is also appalled. But when you get to the point where you're doing it as frequently and as often, a leg up really just means staying up to date on the news. And then anybody who follows me on Twitter specifically um, will also have a leg up because after I make my moves, then I'll send a retweet. That's smart. Yeah, you got to make the moves first, right? Make that trade, whether it's stocks or fantasy football, make that trade and then let everybody know about it. Um, how much does this drive you nuts? Same question uh, Same question for both of you. We'll go with Mark first. When you hear commentators who might have very, very in-depth knowledge of the game start to give medical diagnoses or use medical terms how much does it drive you nuts when they're doing it and they're clearly doing it wrong go ahead mark i kind of want to hear your thoughts on this who, who are we talking about doing this uh commentators so let, let's say we'll play it out somebody gets injured on the field that player's laying there they're watching the replay and the commentators up in the booth maybe a former athlete or a professional broadcaster and they start to throw out anatomical terms or medical terms or injury terms. Maybe they're just spitballing. I mean, they're trying to fill time, right? They're trying to give color, but how much, what, what does it do? Is it nails on a chalkboard for you or how does it feel? It's a little annoying, but at the same time, I guess you kind of have to think like, take that commentator's knowledge and then bring it down a little bit. And that's what the average fan is sure. like where they're at. And then now you have an idea of the work that you have to do. 
you know, in your own space to fill in the gap. Um, That's true. I think sometimes it's, it's a little, what does annoy me quite a bit is when it's kind of this vague thing, like, oh, this person has a hip injury. This person has a calf injury. And it's like, what is it? Like, <laughs> and then like time goes on and like either the team is being cautious with, uh, by not putting on information or, you know, they, they obviously figure out after some time, but it's like, okay, for us to even know, have some type of idea, the team has to put out something. So it's like this weird, vague space of not knowing what's going on. So that's well, you gotta know. They're also playing the media game, right? They don't want the team that they're playing next week to be able to prepare or two weeks from now, you know, because the difference in uh, in a team and a team in preparation could be, hey, if they don't have that one player, then they're going to have to change their offense a little bit, or we can change our defense a little bit. So it really, really is uh, important. You want to talk about vague? I'm not sure. I know it's not, to, you know, it's clearly not as big as fantasy football or fantasy baseball or even fantasy basketball, but the NHL uh, pretty much all I have to say is lower body or upper body injury. They don't have to tell you what body part. Narrow. They're not even narrowing down. No, yeah, that would be super annoying. And and oftentimes it's the things, it's the injuries that you don't see happen or that don't t- tend to have a specific mechanism of injury where everybody's just like scratching their head. The, the perfect example is Derrick Henry, who just had a Jones fracture. The tackle that was made before he was off on the sideline being looked at by the athletic trainers, it didn't look like anything out of the ordinary. It didn't, you didn't see a specific plant cut, plantar flexion and you know compressive axial force, whatever. You didn't see anything. And so we're we're also left in the dark at that point and and just left at gra- grasping for straw. So for me, the most annoying scenario is like the New York Giants, for example, with Saquon Barkley. It's not so much the commentators, but with Saquon Barkley over the last few weeks with his ankle. Typically, you see lateral ankle sprains. They can be two to four weeks. Oftentimes, they're they're not that severe. And NFL athletes can ret- there's some data showing they can return within like a week. Saquon's been dragging this out. They've been dragging this out. They've been dragging this out. And now he's on the COVID list (laughs) when we would have thought that he was going to be back by now. So teams uh, doing the, like you were saying, the media game, it's so obnoxious. It's it's the most annoying part. Got to be done though, right? So they're giving out as little information as they, as they uh, are contractually obligated to the league as possible. Uh, Edwin, we talked about how you got into merging your, your physical therapy knowledge with uh, fantasy football when you were on the show last time. Let's, let's ask Mark the same question. Mark, how did you get into this? Was this, you know, something that you were just doing, you know, before you were a PT, did you pick it up uh, somewhere else? How, how did it start for you? Um, to be honest, Edwin actually helped me get into the space. But um, before PT Squad, was not involved with fantasy football at all. I did fantasy basketball. Then I started fantasy football in PT school. Then I just kind of, you know, liked how things were going. I wanted to be more efficient. I wanted to be better. I wanted to not, you know, be so bad off <laughs> when the season's over. And I'm like, okay, I, I have all this knowledge. Like, how can I help? How can I translate that over into that? Um, then, you know, I started talking to Edwin. saw him doing his thing. Even before we were talking, I, I was seeing stuff from his, like his page. I was like, oh, this guy kind of knows his stuff. Then we started talking, and he was like, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's like, no. But, yeah, we started talking, and then he kind of was like uh, telling me his path, his journey. And he was like, yeah, there's something you can do, too. You know, there's people who uh, do have a need to fill. And, you know, then the rest is history. I just kind of made my space and took it from there. 
I basically uh, blew Mark's phone up with like a hundred different messages telling him that he needed to get into the game because it's fun. And he was probably like, what is going on with this dude? Like he just won't. I just met this guy. I haven't even met him in person. And he's just sending me a hundred text messages telling me that I need to get in. I don't know what, to, what what's going on here. So that's that's really the after I was like, I would like send him these messages. My wife would be like, who are you texting? Who are you talking to? And I'd be like, oh, his name's Mark. You know, he's PT and he's talking about getting fantasy football. And she's like, why are you berating him? And I'm like, that's a good question. I'll, I should probably stop by now. Mark from State Farm. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, follow these guys guys online at uh, FB Injury Doc on Twitter and at Mark the DPT. Um, I feel like what you guys get to do from a communications perspective with the people that follow you. Um, I'm guessing you have people in the profession of physical therapy that follow you, but probably the majority that are coming to you from fantasy are non-physical therapists. So you get to be kind of this beacon, kind of this example of what a physical therapist is able to do. I feel like you guys are at the show and tell table. They look at you like, hey, I've seen this guy give advice before. And actually, like, he's, he's right more than he's wrong, right? Because we're not meteorologists. And a lot of things, we don't have all the information because you're not on the sideline. But I feel like you guys have an opportunity to be really great beacons for the profession uh edwin i already see you nodding at that i want to make sure we get both of your takes but how does that make you feel is, is that accurate how does that make you feel go ahead mark uh i would say yeah um it does help to have this like an ortho background um the pt background to be able to a decipher or you know figure out what happens right when you see it be kind of do like the added um digging added research afterwards after you like have a potential idea of what it could be and then you know lock it down later on and some of these things that we do it's not something everyone um who's watching the game like we are can just immediately do sure. um unless i, I mean I some people sorry go ahead Mark. go ahead you're done go ahead Oh, no, I was just saying, um, you know, some people do, they can see an ACL being blown. It's like, oh, that's probably an ACL. Some people even in our, at our level or even higher, have a hard time deciphering what an ACL looks like. And I've seen that recently. So, <laughs> you know, so on the, on the flip side of things, yeah, you can have this type of credential and not be able to decipher things very well. And yeah, but from what I've seen, like, it, generally it does help. I think that um, when it comes to presenting it to people publicly, I, I have had to like tone it down. And even my boss, John Hansen, is like, tells me all the time, like, dude, I, I love you. I sign your checks. I appreciate you. I don't care. Just tell me, like, yes or no, start or sit. What's the impact? And like, I, I need to, I'm really long winded all the time. And I love the sound of my own voice. It's fantastic. <laughs> I can drag it out all day. And even on Twitter, I like my tweets are too long, like often. And I need to, I constantly am telling myself, like, bring it down. Like, what are the bullet points here? What do they need to know? And do they care about the anatomy of the knee? Like, probably not. Do they care about the PCL and what it looks like? Like, probably not. Like, I've had to really tone that down and just dilute it to the point where it's like, you're giving the information that's pertinent and the information that matters without like overwhelming them with this fire hydrant of information i don't know like as a communications guy right now i get to come in with a different spin because you've got pts and you've got fantasy sports sports players or fantasy football players uh or general managers as you call them 
And then I come in with like a, a communications uh, angle. I don't know, man. If you were, you know, if we were working together, if you worked at my radio station and that's how you like to communicate, and obviously I hired you for a reason, I would say maybe you just switch. Maybe you give the spoiler version first and then do your long winded because obviously you've built an audience who was like, okay, I'm here for this. Like, I tell people all the time, like, how do I reach this audience? And I'm like, be you. You can be someone else short term. You can. You can pretend to be someone else. You can short term. Long term, it's exhausting. The audience won't know why that they do not, that something's something's off. I don't know what it is, but he's not being real. She's not being real. That's not sustainable. So I don't know, man. I, maybe. So you're recognizing, which is good. Hey, the audience, some of the audience just wants that. So maybe I should remove all of this long-winded. I would push back and say, give them the spoiler alert. Here's the spoiler, like TLDR, like too long, didn't read, or the shortcut, and then give them the long-winded. Because, I mean, we got 168 hours to fill. Some people like to geek out on stuff. Some people like to go an inch wide and a mile deep. Let them. That's fair. That's fair. And I did start doing that, too. That's part of what I do um, in my articles that are that are specifically about players uh, that have this extensive history oh, that TLDR is, is chef's kiss. I love that yeah. because it makes you like, even me as a writer, it makes me say like, what am I even saying? Yes. What are the summary points? Why am I saying this? And so I love that. That's how I start with people. When I do communications projects, I'm like, who are we talking to? What do they care about? What can you solve? And then, and then some of those, what, what, what do they care about? What problem do they want? Is Derek Henry playing? That's what they care about. They're, they're looking at you like this with this eyeball. They're just like, is Derek Henry playing? Like, get to that. Okay, yeah. All right, here's my answer to that. How can I solve that? Okay, is Derek Henry playing? Short answer, yes. Long answer, I don't know how great he's going to be because bada, 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 bada. So it's almost like, I mean, and that's really what communication is, right? It's it's who, and then what do they care about? What can you answer? You combine their what and your what, and that's a why. And then you can do how, where, and when. And those are the only questions you can ask. Mark, when you first stepped into this sort of arena, uh, how did it feel? You got Edwin like doing this, like shoving you and poking you and texting you. Um, stepping out and stepping into an area maybe that for the first time, like how'd that feel? And why'd you keep going? I love to hear stories like that. Um, what it felt like was I realized there was a lot of people who put a lot of time into this, even in the off season, which kind of scared me. <laughs> a lot of uh, time. Like I understand, like yeah, I understand, like leading up to the season, but like no, when it's dead off season and these guys are still going ham, that was a little frightening for me because I was like, I I'm not that dedicated. But um, uh -huh. no, like I mean, it's it's refreshing seeing people care about something that much um then obviously like when the season does begin you know who knows their stuff and who doesn't um and like this is my first official uh, season doing this so now like fast forward now we're in what week eight or nine um it's it's kind of gotten a little bit more comfortable doing like putting out information answering questions and um doing the back background research and trying to figure things out. So, um, yeah, I'm still interested. Definitely hasn't still waned. There. You're still me, doing so. it, so you must be interested. Um, what about interesting stories, right? People slide into your DMs or maybe not even your DMs and just, like, pushing back. Like, is there other good like, – give me the give me one good example or a good story that come, might come to mind and, like, an atrocious example of people, like, trying to light you up. 
I have a few. Can I start? Can I start this yeah. one? I, okay. I actually can't complain. A lot of my followers, and maybe this is because I t- try to be an appreciative person and I try to be like a grateful person. Generally speaking, that's the energy I try to give. So I actually get a lot of DMs that are like, hey, just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you and what you do. And and then I check and they're like not bots. They're real people. Like I've had that happen to me several times, probably three or four times I can count right off the top of my head. So I really appreciate that. The ones that are uh, annoying, I would say, are people who are on the other end of the spectrum and they tend to be entitled to your time and effort and energy. Yeah. And the, the ones who will request a direct message and just say a name and then thoughts, question mark. And then you don't respond and they'll be like, here's why I'm asking thoughts, question mark. Like that is so infuriating to me on so many different levels. I try to address all of the questions I get in the DMs in like on in a public tweet or, or whatever, sure. the injury track or whatever it is, just so that I, they don't go ignored. And typically if one person asks, somebody else is also wondering, but just like <laughs> the ability to just like cold call somebody, sometimes they don't even follow you on Twitter, you know, and you're getting these messages just to cold call somebody and be like, give me your thoughts on this now. Like I need you to give me, and you some of them will time. put timelines on it. They'll be like, I have a trade pending. And it's just like, dude, like that, mm-hmm. that is the most like pull your hair out type of situation i can get it's frustrating but it also like it shows it's in a good way i guess you know try to find the silver lining in a good way it shows like the value like someone respects it right or they could be i like to call these they could be they could also be ask holes those are the people who ask questions ask 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 and then don't take the advice like and i I shouldn't be annoyed by it but like for some reason if someone asks me for advice like nine times and they don't taste it take it i'm just like you're an asshole you just want to hear that's what that person wants confirmation bias, right? right. They want you like, to tell them uh, what they want to hear. Like when your dad asks you what to do for a shoulder pain and then doesn't do any of the stuff that you tell him to do. Yeah. It's like you're in my brain, right? Because <laughs> my dad does have shoulder pain. <laughs> All right. So so we can clearly see a line between how Mark and Edwin, your physical therapy background and skills help your fantasy football knowledge, help your followers, help you play your own game, the whole nine. Can we go in reverse? Does what you do at fantasy football, does that help your physical therapy practice is, is analyzing things or has analyzing things helped you in the clinic or has it given you some insider skills or just anything that's kind of open-ended has, has it gone in in reverse? Um, yes and no, I would say yes, because, um, because weekly I am putting myself on these um, this timetable when I need to put stuff out and how I'm watching the games. And during the game, my brain is already in that mode of like trying to figure out what's happening. In that respect, um, I'm getting that added, like um, like fixing of wires in my head, so to speak. So then sure. I know how to respond to things when they present themselves. So in that respect, yes. I say no because I'm not necessarily working in a sports space and it, it doesn't directly translate because I'm more on the ortho side. So it's like, yeah, yes and no. I like what you're saying there because what you're what you know from the communications brain, right? I look at things through a communications lens. What you're saying to me is as you're watching something happen, you're three you're thinking three steps ahead of how will I present this information in a way that people will be able to understand it. To me, that's sharpening your patient education acts, for lack of a better term. Evan, what do you think? Has it worked in reverse for you? 
You know, sometimes yes, other times no. I have viewed the parallels between patient communication and what I'm presenting on Twitter. And it goes back to what I was saying about diluting things, but like in a positive sense, where a lot of times patients don't need to hear your comp the complex anatomy of, you know, the lumbar spine and how the biomechanics and rotation side bend. They don't need to know a lot of that. Uh, a lot of times I feel like that carries over to how I present things on Twitter to where maybe a lot of times you don't need to know, like maybe you do need a long version, but maybe some, even in the long version, some things don't need to be included. And right. that's what I've sort of tried to refine lately is what do you need to include and what don't you need to include, even if you're doing the long version. So it's, it's been, it's been um, helpful in that way. I also try to pull as much real world data from the literature and there have been several studies that I've actually read because I'm like, oh, I actually am seeing two or three patients on my caseload who are seeing, you know, who have this problem, like they have an Achilles tear or they're coming off an ACL or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I need to read this study anyway. And then it's handy because then I just tweet it out and it's like I'm working for free, but it's fun. Well, I mean, you're making good work well known, right? You're trying, you're, you're, we're educating the public. And I think simultaneously while you're doing that, you're you're the rising tide lifts all ships right you're you're helping the profession um show value you're 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 showing people what a pt is able to do and see like wow pt knows that how many times my friends have said that no oh, i didn't think pt actually knew that i'm like well thanks <laughs> but also okay great well now you do and expect more of us because we actually know more than that that's right um if someone were uh were getting into this what, what advice would you give? I got two questions left. This is one of them. What advice would you give if someone was like, you know what? Like whether it's fantasy sports or, or giving analysis in, in, a, in a non in an outside the clinic way clinically. So it's not non-clinical. This is very much clinical, but it's outside the clinic. Uh, what advice would you have for, for people looking to uh, to enter a situation like this? Um, I would say that if you well first of all you have to know what it is exactly that you want and do yeah. you have an interest in the field if you do then demonstrate the interest figure out like you were saying the who the what the why who's your audience um find a way to demonstrate your knowledge base if it whether it's twitter or youtube or whatever medium that you use to put that out find it and do it like regularly kind of establish a um, establish that platform so people can see what you know and how much you know, even if it's just like for a few months or so, and then try to find someone who fits the need that you're um, that you're like looking for. Sure. And you guys can just align. Well said. Edwin, what, your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that Mark hit hit the nail on the head with the what's your why? What are you getting into? I've talked to a few people because um, Jimmy, actually, after your this is your reach, Jimmy. I had like 10 plus people reach out to me after our first episode and were like, oh, I'm interested in this. And then a couple of them, I gave them the rundown. We had a phone call or two and some of them decided like, eh, never mind, not going to do that. And that's fine. That's it's totally good. fine because you really have to know what you're getting yourself into. Like Mark was saying, like, he was surprised to find out like, oh, this thing goes 365, like yeah. at varying levels and varying degrees, but you have to know what you're getting yourself into. The other thing I would say too, is maybe you don't need to be in seven leagues, which by the way, some of my bosses who are, who own the site, own the company, 
and they do this for a living are in 20 plus one of my owners is, uh, is in 30 i don't know how he does it. i genuinely don't know how he does it um but i think in a very similar way let me put it this way last week i had so i i'm i'm not like a crossfit games athlete but i i started crossfit more consistently recently and there's a person at the gym who long story short um we were chatting and i ended up seeing this person and one of the things that that was said was i just really like seeing you because you know the movements we have to do you need to do them too and you know how to use your body in order to do those movements so you can help me get through this you know whatever it is shoulder pain and very similarly if you don't play fantasy football if you don't you know in a state where it's legal if you don't do sports betting if you're not engaged in the community itself like i used to get i used to roll my eyes at like oh we can see right through that type of uh ideology but you really can like the people yeah. who aren't into it and don't play like don't get it and sometimes we're like people in the fantasy can that we seem like nut jobs mainly because we are but if you don't if you're not into it and you're not like super like you don't super love it oh, then no. it's going to show like right away audience is going to know they're going to know at all um you can get away with it for a little bit like i said you can fake it for a little bit but you know over over any decent amount of time the audience is going to know and they're going to see right through you 100%. um uh i can't remember what my last question was i said i had two left this is a great podcast host admission but um <laughs> uh so how many leagues are you in edwin and mark three i feel like is a manageable number Three is a man. I feel like three is like, that's also a lot though. Like I'm if checking. anybody's never managed a fantasy team, one can be a lot, right? If you have to check your phone. You know, it's too many. Yeah. I think that's the answer. <laughs> um, I'm in five, six, seven, eight, nine and DFS on Sundays. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. We might have to back down. All right. Uh, it is a 365 day sport. Uh, I love the fact that PTs are showing a good example and being able to also not just interact and take advantage of, uh, of your insight for your own leagues, but being able to share that information. I feel like it's, uh, it's, 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 it's goodwill. It's also showing instead of just telling how PTs uh, can help people. And it does it in there in the way that those people interact, right? People in your DMS are going, okay, this guy's a PT knows this stuff worth my time. PTs know stuff. Uh, do you want to say thanks to our friends from Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training? Find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. Also, our friends from MW Therapy, if your EMR uh, is stuck in 2007, before smartphones were actually like a big thing, uh, time for something better, time for something customizable. That's where enter MW Therapy. Take a demo now at mwtherapy.com. No strings. If you're overwhelmed at like, oh my gosh, switching my EMR, it's just too much. I'll just stay with the sucky one. Don't. They make it easy. Uh, MWtherapy.com. All right, we have a, a tradition on the show. It is called Three Questions. Let's do that right now. Three questions brought to you by our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. You are free to move about the country with your PT or PTA license. Uh, find out where there are people. They need physical therapists. Who knew? Uh, move forward in your travel therapy career wherever you want to go. Start your journey at FusionMedStaff.com. That's FusionMedStaff.com where they have job transparency. They'll let you see how much you're going to make 
who you're going to be working with, where you're going to do it. They're not going to string you along. That's annoying. Nobody wants that, including them. So job transparency, again, fusionmedstaff.com. We'll go with uh, Mark and then Edwin. All right, first question on three questions is a where question. Uh, Mark, you're in Texas, but where's somewhere you'd love to visit? Where's somewhere you wouldn't mind going? Um, I would love to, and I'm actually planning on going back to New York pretty soon. So, Come on up. Come on up. Great this time of year. Uh, in a couple months, though, you're not going to want to be here. It's not going to be fun. I hear. It's not going to be that. fun. But then in the spring, we're delightful three seasons a year. We're delightful. Well, um, I have like a month left. What's that? Say that again. I have like a month left to work with. You're fine. You're fine. Come on up. Edwin, where's somewhere you can't wait to go? Alaska. I did Alaska between my first and second year in PT schools. Five out of five would recommend. Very gorgeous. I came within 150 yards of a grizzly bear. Zero stars. Would not recommend. That was not on purpose. Not on purpose. Second question on three questions is uh, a what question. Anything. A movie, a book, a podcast, something doesn't have to be PT related at all. But what's something you're you just think the audience would get value out of? What's something you're loving right now, Mark? Hmm. Uh, I'm finishing up you on Netflix. And yeah, I'm anytime the main character is somebody who is clearly someone that should be in like uh, um hospital prison mental or possible prison um i can kind of relate to that it's um, a good show <laughs> it's a good show have you not seen it edward hasn't seen it it's no, a i just that's such a such a wild card comment from mark who's been really even keel the whole show he's like i can relate to that it's a crazy show but like you're in his head so it's like the main character the hero is crazy like he's mm certifiably crazy but you're almost like with him for a little bit then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh i'm relating with the main character i'm crazy but maybe you are i don't know uh See, Edwin. Is, oh well i was just gonna say like with you the problem is like a lot of people who are crazy or at least the way they try to portray them is they have very logical thoughts sure so it's like okay, this guy's making sense but it's the end result of those sure. thoughts that is the issue just so, watch the first episode edwin and then you'll be like and then it's like two or Two or three, and there's going to be an extra season that I found out. They're they're going to do one more season. It's a little, it's it'll you'll definitely watch it in like a weekend. Uh, but what's a book, movie, podcast, Edwin, that you would throw out? I'm going to go off the beaten path, Jimmy. I'm going to say you should read our new physical therapy low back pain guidelines. If you're a clinician treating patients with low back pain, and if you're an orthopedic or sports uh, physical therapist, you're more than even if you're not, you're probably treating patients with low back pain. So go it. read the new clinical practice guidelines. Read them from front to back before you uh tweet anything from them i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah Leave a lot them of twitter. Front, front to back and consider the work it takes to put them together already put out an email already put out an email to aopt orthopedics and said i need the some of the authors from this guideline for q a and they're they've already said yes they didn't even wait they already said yes so we will get to that that is definitely online uh last question on three questions is a who question who is someone the audience should know more about mark uh, just in general, uh, or yeah, anybody, any someone who does great work that just deserves uh, a little spotlight. Mm, well, I would say that the people over at FF Astronauts do great work, and I just so happen to be their injury analyst, so I can speak to how well they put out scouting reports do great injury analysis, do great 
just play analysis. They're definitely guys you should go right now and follow on Twitter at FF Astronauts. And yeah. yeah. Or if you don't, you can't find the Twitter, just at me and I will send you to their pages. Smart man. Uh, who's your who, Edwin, on uh, on three questions? I'm going to give a PT a shout here. His name is, I don't know how to say this. I think it's literally just Hoops. It's it's at Nick Hoops, H-O-O-P-E-S. Jimmy, last time I railed on PT Twitter, right? I was really super negative. Nick is a guy who I have only seen have earnest, genuine, authentic yeah. interactions with positive. Every, I've never seen, and he's like, because you know the old the old adage like the the the, the cliche of like don't be what is it don't be critical be curious or whatever it is like nick is literally just curious like if you disagree with him he's literally just asking you why like what like let me see your thought like maybe i can improve my own thought part. like super super great guy and on top of that i hardly i never met the guy we just follow each other on twitter at nick nick hoops and he he sent me ten dollars when I graduated my residency for a drink. What? So it's like, yeah, like just what just a, like guy. a genuine guy. Just like, and I was like, dude, you didn't have to do that at all. But um, at Nick Hoops, I would I would say bring Fantastic. him on here, Jimmy. And what I would say is bring him on as a guest and just try to argue with him and see see if you can break him. All right, I like it. All right, that's three questions brought to you by our friends from Fusion Med Staff. Uh, find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by the people that bring you the low back pain clinical practice guideline. Yeah, that's orthopedics, uh, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They've got uh, clinical practice guidelines, not just for low back pain, but for lots of things. Uh, I believe there's one on headaches coming out very, very soon. They've also got uh, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy, which is a perfect roadmap to go wherever you are in your career to becoming a great confident and competent orthopedic physical therapist. A lot of people also use current concepts as a great roadmap to taking, studying, and being confident for the OCS exam. So find them again online at orthopt.org. All right, so a parting shot. We'll let Mark go first since uh, Edwin's already been on the show. So Mark, your parting shot, last chance for like a mic drop moment or a soapbox or just a last quote or just an idea you'd want to leave with the audience. Whatever you want, that is your parting shot. Take it away. Um, I would say that being in this space and just, you know, with the events and everything that's transpired as of late, it is very, very important that, um, you know, whether you're like a fantasy manager or um, someone who does do the same kind of like injury analysis or reporting or whatever you do in fantasy space that you do remember, you know, try to pay attention to the fact that the players are like people, you know, yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you do have to figure out, you know, oh, what does this injury mean for, um, you know, my team? What does this mean long term? Um, do, do I trade this guy? Do I get rid of him? Whatever. But. This guy has, um, it, it might he might just be starting off his career. He might just be, it might be his uh, a DUI that got him off of the team, or just his career ended or whatever. He might have a family. He might have whatever. Um, and 
try not to take away from the fact that, you know, these are people too, and you have to try to incorporate that into the fact that you're like in the space and talking about these players. And, you know, they're people, you. they're people, they're humans. Remember that, right? These are not, these are not, these are, this is not video games. We're not playing Madden here, right? These are real people in real life. And these are real things happening to them. Positive, negative on or off the field. That's great advice. Uh, Edwin parting shot. What do you got for the audience? Um, I'm going to steal a line for my wife. We talk often about like clinical reasoning and, and, and how to care about patients in general. And, um, she said three, and I'm probably only going to remember two because that's how my brain works. Um, care about people and strive for excellence and suck less today than you did yesterday. That's what I I'm saying. That. You can remember those. And smart going with the wife advice because it shows you're thinking about her even when you're on a podcast. Right. Uh, at Mark, the DPT and FB injury doc on uh, Twitter. Uh, gents, thanks for doing what you do. I wanted to highlight how PTs interact in this weird little space, but also I love when it sparks ideas of other people interacting, not just in fantasy sports, but where can you use your knowledge to help people and bring those people and make, make more, uh, make more communities, build more, uh, build more bridges and not more fences. So thanks for doing what you guys do. Appreciate your time. We say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. online welcome to the internet my friend how can i help you facebook twitter and instagram at pt pinecast the show today is brought to you by the brooks institute of higher learning an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education the brooks ihl offers seven on-site pt residencies including orthopedics women's health geriatrics pediatrics sports and neurology as well as a Neurologic OT Fellowship, a Competitive OMPT Fellowship, and a Speech Therapy Clinical Fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com Created by BuildPT BuildPT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs From website development and hosting Providing content marketing solutions For PT clinics across the country See what BuildPT can do for you today At BuildPT.com the PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.